Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 293. This time I have some thoughts about Destiny 2, and in a bit of a surprise I found a mobile game, Into the Dead 2, and that's all I have for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So at the end of my last play session, I had just reached level 20 on Destiny 2, which, like Destiny 1, is the maximum level. And then your light level goes up uh, after that. They seem to have really messed up the companion. Uh, It doesn't work like it used to. They sort of wiped everything right before uh, the console launch, I think about a month before, sometime around August. Anyways. I didn't find really a way to track uh, my hours and stuff like I used to with the old app, which I really liked. So I would just have to make a guess uh, that I've been playing somewhere around 12 to 15 hours. I have not finished the main story. I don't know how far in I am. I've seen three different uh, zones slash worlds. I don't know if they have multiple zones on uh, a world yet. It still seems like each location is its own world slash single spot on that world. I recall they said there were six total, so I haven't seen all the things yet, and I haven't really done a whole lot of uh, side questing. I did a couple of lost sectors, and I did um, several uh, public events, but I haven't done like any patrols Um, because I want to kind of just power through the main story because some stuff is uh, sort of locked based on the story. Things like your sparrow and some of the pre-order items uh, are locked until you get to 20. So I want to get to 20 and then, uh, you know, get through the story and unlock all the things uh, before I do all of the side quest kind of stuff. Destiny 2 is more like an MMO and then it has an actual map. Uh, The first one, you just kind of picked a destination and that was it. Now there's actually a map. Things show on the map, uh, you know, where there are quests you have to do and patrol missions and public events show up on the map about, I think about as far as five minutes in advance of them starting. Usually when I see them, the timer is at like three minutes or less before it's going to start. So you have a little bit of time uh, to... Notice where it is and get over there. But it's more like an MMO in that, you know, there is the map and you select what you want to do and then the marker will show you uh, where that is. It's kind of an oversimplified UI. I would prefer something more like the Skyrim uh, sort of top bar which shows, you know, north, south, east, west as well as location markers and quest indicators and that sort of stuff. Destiny 2 is just super minimal. Uh, if you select a, a quest to do, 
it'll give you a single uh, waypoint marker which will change uh, based on you know which way you're going down the path it'll show you know sort of near point go to this doorway and then you go through the doorway and then it'll show you the next uh, connection point which is good uh, for that quest but if you're trying to do like multiple things like you want to do a public event uh, on the way it only shows up when you're like really really close so that kind of stuff would be really nice you know it'd be nice to sort of have an overhead bar like in the Elder Scrolls series where you know you can see oh this is here way far away uh, maybe I want to do that you know without having to open up the map levels seem way bigger than the first game which is really good there are lots of twisting paths and sort of multiple ways to get around even though it seems like the stuff is kind of all connected. The first game, in comparison, felt like, here's an arena, now there's a single path to go from this arena to the next arena area. It just seemed like a sequence of, like, three or four big arenas. Now things twist around in sort of a more natural way. There is sort of still a main path, uh, you know, from A to B, you know, one end of the zone to the other. Even though it twists, I suppose it could still be argued it's still a single path. But there do seem like multiple different ways you can go sort of down that path. It's not just like in the first game it was like a single corridor or, you know, a couple of lanes wide worth of road. Now it's like, I don't know, a really wide area and you can you can see the path, you know, like one area is like sort of a freeway, I guess, that's broken and it's got two lanes on one side and two lanes on the other side and then some... Uh, trees and rubble all around the area with a twisting lake running through it and it's like yeah I remember this area I've passed through it a few times but each time I've pretty much gone on a different uh, sort of section of the area it doesn't force you down like an exact single path where you'll like bump into other players or monsters it seems much more open in that fashion Early levels, you will change equipment pretty quickly. It's a pretty steady drop of equipment, which is really great. Uh, by level 15, I had sort of settled into, oh, I like this in my kinetic slot, I like this in my energy slot. And so I've got a few options for each slot that are sort of my favorites that I like to uh, keep in that slot. It does give you the option of multiple things in multiple slots. Like I have... Sort of my favorites are submachine gun and hand cannon, with hand cannon being the one I usually uh, play with. And I have seen both of those in my kinetic and energy slots. So at one point I had dual hand cannon, which I don't know, that's not the best idea, even though I'm the best at using that. Uh, I like something that has sort of super fast uh, fire rates, which is why I now have submachine gun in my kinetic slot so mostly I'm using my energy based uh, hand cannon but then if like a bunch of dogs come at me or a bunch of lost or like uh, you know I'll get out the faster firing submachine gun although uh, having now reached level 20 I have not yet seen a single rocket launcher or fusion rifle there's that new linear fusion that I've heard about I I've never seen one and I haven't seen any uh, machine guns in the heavy slot either. I do remember in the demo when I played Titan, it defaulted to uh, heavy machine gun and rocket launcher in the heavy slots. And with Warlock, 
you got a uh, fusion rifle, which I, I can't stand the regular fusion rifles because it's like, it's like, no, thank you. And uh, something else, I forget what the other thing was they got. But it makes me wonder if drop rates are tweaked uh, for those classes. Like, does Hunter get the most sniper rifles for that slot? And is, you know, rocket launcher and fusion really, really, really rare? Because I only got a fusion uh, once, ever. And like I said, I haven't seen the linear fusion rocket launcher or machine guns at all in the power weapons slot. It's also possible that it just tweaks the drop rates until you're 20. I did only play maybe like half an hour after I hit 20, so I don't really know. And I'm still only uh, getting mostly blue items. I'm finally almost done getting green items. But I haven't yet got any purple items. And the only two yellow items I have came from a specific questline reward where it's like choose one of these three things. So I haven't gotten any of those in drop. I've not gotten any engrams, which is weird. Everything I picked up is just like, here's the thing. So I guess, uh, I don't know if it's that I have to decrypt stuff that's like, you know, a certain rarity level, like just purple or uh, yellow are things you need to decrypt. I don't know. I've never actually needed to decrypt anything. So that's uh, a little bit mysterious to me. I know it's in the game. Uh, but I haven't needed to decrypt anything. And, like I said, I haven't gotten anything of that rarity level, so I don't know uh, what's up with that yet. Subclasses aren't like the first game, but with the base game, you started with both of those, and you picked uh, whichever you want. From what I recall, uh, I don't recall it being a big deal to get them uh, in the first one. It might have been a quest to unlock it, but it wasn't like a really big deal. Now with Destiny 2, it is a really big deal. You just start out with the... I guess Arc Strider is the new one. And then Gunslinger and I forget the name of the third one because I never played it uh, in the first game. I think it's uh, Night Stalker with the bow. But you only start out with the one. And then the other two you get apparently from random drops in public events. That's how I got both of them uh, for me. I got Gunslinger I think about by my third hour uh, in. It was something like the second or third uh, public event I'd done. It wasn't uh, too difficult to find it. And then it only took me about an hour more to unlock it. Uh, it says you need to participate in public events, which is not a big deal. I like to do them and did them quite a bit uh, while I was out questing. So that one unlocked pretty quick. And then you go to a special uh, location where you get sort of a, a quest intro about what it is, and then have a big battle at the end. So that was pretty cool. I got the third one about nine play hours in. And this one took actually a really long time to unlock it. It was much, much, much slower in terms of progress uh, to unlocking it before I got to the quest. And then, like I said, I, I finally just hit 20. And when I did that, it was right uh, as I was doing that quest. That took, I think, about three hours to unlock it compared to the, like, one hour of the Gunslinger quest. So I would guess uh, that's how it's going to be, uh, regardless of what order you get them in. I think it comes in a random order, so you may or may not uh, get Gunslinger second like me. That was my favorite in the first one. Uh, I never got to play the bow-based one because I stopped playing uh, before that came out. 
But having done the sort of intro quest in Big Battle at the end, I kind of really like it. It's got the ultimate where it sort of locks things down in the area. And then you just throw your grenade at them and they all blow up. It's actually really cool for control. So I might actually switch to that as my main. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. I do kind of switch uh, based on what sort of strike I'm doing. If it's heavy with a certain uh, enemy type, I'll often switch to that type of uh, subclass to get the bonuses for, you know, ripping up their shields and that sort of stuff. In terms of banners and ghost shells, I haven't gotten a lot of them. I think I've gotten about six or eight banners. Uh, most of them I just put in my bank because it's like, meh. And then ghost shells, I think I've gotten three ghost shells, not counting like the first one that you get free. I should have my pre-order one waiting. Uh, I haven't been back to the uh, farm since I hit level 20, which I've heard uh, most of your pre-order stuff is locked until then. So I have that uh, also to look forward to. The first one was actually pretty cool. It gave me a bonus to see uh, random world chests in European Dead Zone. And so when I'm in that area, if I remember, I can equip that ghost shell and then get a bonus uh, in terms of range of seeing the chests, which is pretty cool. I like that they have little perks like that. Cutscenes have happened pretty regularly in the story so far. I would say like every... I would say like every other story mission, I've gotten a cutscene that sort of introduces some of the aspects of what the bad guys are doing or sort of history about stuff overall. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I like that quite a bit. There also seem to be very short cutscenes uh, about the character um, in each zone. There's sort of like one main NPC that's the faction NPC. You do stuff in the zone and then you turn in uh, faction tokens to them and then you up your uh, faction rating and you could buy stuff from them uh, their stuff hasn't been amazing so far but you know it's a thing to do it's pretty cool i do have to say though after about 20 played days on console uh, and it's also been you know three to four years ago now it does feel a little bit weird uh, on pc because it's similar in terms of what's going on and the music and the overall feel but, you know, the level design is very different, and in terms of PC to console, it's just so much better looking. And I'm only at, like, 75% of uh, how good it could look, and it just looks so, so, so much better than console. And it moves so much faster. I'm running at 60 FPS, even on my old system, and I guess consoles were, like, 30 FPS, so that feels very different as well. So it feels pretty different. Uh, not not in a bad way, just in a this feels very different kind of way. I'm still getting used to things. Like I said, I just hit 20. Uh, for those who are not familiar with the Destiny games, that's sort of max level and where you sort of really do stuff. It's kind of like they treat levels 1 through 20 as sort of a extended tutorial. And at 20, that's where you start getting into the dungeons slash strikes. Uh, you do uh, the weekly stuff. And you do like all the really important things and start collecting up that super, super rare gear. So I'm really kind of just starting uh, the main game of Destiny 2 now. And being that it just released on PC a few days ago, it's still pretty unpopulated. I'm going to guess that's because a lot of people, you know, don't don't play like me. And they only play a few hours and it'll probably be like a week or two for 
uh, you know, the bulk of players to catch up. But it's been uh, pretty empty so far, which is sad, uh, but also, uh, you know, expected for, you know, what day and time I'm playing. You know, I don't expect there to be a lot of people, like in the morning on a weekday. All games are pretty much going to be empty uh, during that time. So that's not a surprise. Now that I can, uh, you know, very easily play whenever I want, uh, as long as I'm at school or the food store, I guess the library uh, firewalls it. I'm going to double check that today, but when I tried to play the demo, the public library uh, firewalled it, which is weird because they don't really firewall games anymore. This is like one of two games uh, I've ever tried to play that have been firewall blocked. They do firewall block Steam, uh, which is weird. I don't know why they do that. But uh, whatever, uh, I can play, you know, half of the week uh, if I want. But I do like it quite a bit. I will be playing uh, in the future. And, you know, I'll let people know uh, what's going on with that and what new things I discover in time. I probably won't do another podcast for three weeks. So uh, maybe, hopefully I'll have quite a bit to say about things like strikes and maybe the Nightfall Weekly and uh, other various things. But if you even kind of liked the first one, this is a really good uh, second version. Honestly, I got to say, this is kind of what I expected Destiny 1 to be uh, in terms of how much uh, MMO elements there are in terms of the size and scope of things. This is a lot closer to what I was really expecting the first time. So it's good to see it's there. It's just sad that now they've lost all those customers who saw Destiny 1 and they said, what the poop is this? This is not what I expected. You know, those people are probably never coming back. But it's really solid effort, really good. Uh, If you liked the first one, you will probably definitely like this one. Uh, You know, as they say, uh, play where your friends are. And now that PC is an option, uh, there might be a little fracturing. Some people might stay on console, while others might move to PC and You know, those friend groups might be split up. But there might be a bunch of new people who are playing on PC because they just don't like console. So, new communities will form, no doubt. And, uh, you know, if you have friends that play, go where they are, of course. But I very definitely like the PC version. And if you were (laughs) waiting for that, or if you liked the first one and you're waiting for the second game, now it is out, and I like it quite a bit. Into the Dead 2 is a free-to-play game. If you did not play Into the Dead 1, it's basically in that sort of endless runner genre, though Into the Dead 2 isn't quite as endless. Uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, you are a guy, you are running through an area, you are trying to avoid zombies, and you occasionally can pick up stuff and shoot them in the head, (laughs) and uh, lots of zombie-ish kind of fun. I haven't talked about an iOS game in quite a bit, but I did check that you can listen to podcasts or music uh, while it's playing. It will play through in place of the music tracks for the game. But you can only access those 
uh, volume settings. They do have uh, sort of sliders for sound game and, uh, you know, music. But those can only be accessed through the in-game pause menu, which is kind of weird because you'll be in the menus a lot uh, outside of a game, but you actually have to start, uh, you know, a mission before you can change those settings, which doesn't make any sense at all. That's super weird. But you can change the slider for uh, in-game sound versus... Uh, like I listened to a podcast, so I turned in-game sound down to like 15% or something. And that is an option, and that is very cool. This version, you can control movement by sliding your finger uh, left or right to go that way. And there's a button you can swap weapons with. You have two weapons, a main weapon and sort of a secondary weapon. And then you shoot by you know tapping in the majority of uh, the play area. In the pause menu, they do have something very cool. You can flip the controls, like if you were left-handed, you can flip the controls so that your right hand is controlling movement and your left hand shoots. And you can also change the controls to be uh, like it was into the dead one, where it's tilt control and you uh, sort of rotate your device left or right to go that way, and then just tap uh, wherever to shoot. So that's some pretty cool options uh, for controls, which a lot of games don't include. The big difference between this one and the first one is Into the Dead 2 has a campaign mode. And that's why I said this one isn't quite as endless. The campaign has sort of a map, and there's chapters within the map, and you progress along a set number of missions within each chapter before you go to the next uh, big area. And so it's like you'll have to run... A certain set distance and then you're through that level like the first level is really short it's only like uh, 500 meters or whatever and you're done in like a couple minutes and then you stop so it's not an endless runner in that sense uh, it is leveled uh, so I guess it's sort of a runner that has uh, limitations which is weird usually you think of an endless runner it, it has no end you just run until you die this is not, which is both good and bad. It's certainly different. It also seems like the specific level you are doing has a pre-designed layout. It doesn't seem as random as the first one. So that's kind of disappointing because it's like you can predict uh, where the zombies are coming from and where the weapon caches are. And it's kind of not as fun. You get chests for completing various things. And in these chests, you will get upgrade parts for weapons blueprints for other weapons, as well as various power-ups. And you'll need a couple of different resources to sort of upgrade your items. And then uh, you choose, you know, I want to take this gun and this gun into a level. And of course there are, uh, you know, real-world purchases on those uh, crates, which, I don't know, I, I got enough free for the time I cared to try it out and play it. So I don't think it's really necessary to pay real-world money, which is really good because uh, free-to-play games that require you to spend money to have any kind of real play is dumb. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> it does have an energy-based system, so you will be uh, locked out pretty quickly on terms of what uh, story missions you can do. It does have what they're calling a daily map, which has preset equipment as to what you get. And this does seem to be an endless runner style. You can run it as many times as you want. It's not connected to the energy system. 
And it doesn't seem to have an end. You just keep going and you're trying to get, you know, sort of goals in terms of kills. Like, I think the first one I tried uh, was 25 kills, 75 kills, and then 250 kills. And depending on how many uh, you got, and if you cleared that achievement level, you would get sort of bigger rewards. Uh, it would only happen the one time, though. So once you cleared, say, that first goal, that would not be uh, achievable in following runs. So you couldn't, like, farm it uh, for rewards. You can just get the low reward, the medium reward, and the high reward, and then that's, that's it. But it is an endless mode, uh, so I guess there is that. The graphics are great. The first game was mostly Shades of Grey, which actually kind of made it extra spooky. This one is much more full color and a lot more uh, in the light as opposed to sort of in the dark. And it's okay. I kind of like the style of the first one better. But each map uh, location sort of has a very different stylized feel to it. So even though it is colored and brightly lit uh, in some you know, aspects compared to the first game. It does still retain a, a pretty cool feel to it. Again, I do like it. Uh, not maybe as much as the first one. I played the first one quite a bit. This one I played about three hours, and then I, I haven't played since then. But a lot of that is based on the story aspect, in that, you know, you're going through a story with set locations and set goals. It doesn't feel quite as fun uh, in terms of, you know, the endlessness of the first one, it's like, okay, let's see how far I can get. And then you just go. Uh, whereas this one is like, oh, I got to do a mission. Oh, I got to do a mission. Oh, I got to do a mission. Oh, I'm out of energy. I can't do a mission. So I don't know. It's both good and bad. Again, it is free to play. So if you are uh, willing to spend the time, uh, you can check it out and see for yourself. And that's really it for this podcast. There haven't been any donations. Well, uh, a friend did send a donation, but I don't usually mention uh, friend donations. So there was that. And there's no news that I can think of except for, I think, Thor uh, Ragnarok is coming out early November. haven't been keeping track of it because I don't really have money to go to movies. I have like one uh, free ticket left, which I'm saving for Star Wars, uh, which is sometime in December. Not really worried about keeping track of that just yet. But that's it. I am super worried about all the things. I am basically out of money again. Uh, I did pay the November car insurance, so that's covered. I'm hoping Dad will send some money for Halloween, uh, you know, and I can hang on uh, a bit longer. He will almost certainly send some for Thanksgiving, but that's, you know, month from now. So as always, uh, if you have some money to spare and want to send a donation, that would be super, super great and really helpful and um, greatly appreciated. But I suppose uh, emotionally I'm doing pretty good. I have my new game to play. 
I'm still having a super fun time in Elder Scrolls Morrowind. And I guess, uh, in general, I'm, I'm feeling okay-ish. There was an issue with my laptop power supply, but I'm pretty sure I have narrowed that down to the plug being in a certain position. Uh, I kind of talk about it in the epic fail writings, but it's like, it's one of those 90 degree plugs. And it seems like if it's pointing back or forwards, it's okay. But if I have my system on my lap and the plug is pointed down, it seems to sort of disconnect uh, and not register that it's plugged into power, which is weird. Uh, you know, it's troubling <laughs> that it's like all of a sudden I've dropped power and I'm like, what the poop's going on? But if I put the plug in a way that I know is okay, it seems to be holding on just fine. So hopefully that's not going to get worse. Uh, you know, I know that's probably a bad hope. <laughs> As for all physical things, they don't get better. Uh, you know, people get better, but, you know, electronics and hardware does not tend to get better. It just gets worse. So hopefully that can hang on uh, until I get a new laptop. And hopefully if it does fail, it's a plug issue and I can just replace that. Though I don't have the like 60 bucks that would uh, take. So I don't know. I'm trying to just hang on and not worry about it. And as I always do, uh, you know, live one day at a time. But that's it for this time. Uh, hopefully I will see everybody next time. Though I don't know uh, what I'll talk about other than maybe some more Destiny stuff. And again, I'll probably wait uh, until three weeks from now. Whatever that is, I think that's like mid-November probably. But hopefully I will see everybody then. Oh, uh, happy Halloween time. It's uh, Halloween, I guess, next week. So have a safe and happy Halloween, as they always say. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2017.